Okay, so hello and welcome back to Raising Spirits with me, Sarah. And me, Kathleen. The podcast where we talk about all things ghost, mythology, folklore, anything else considered generally spooky or supernatural. So before getting into this week's episode, please listen to our usual spiel. We're still active on Instagram. We would love anyone who's listening that isn't following us already to go over and do that now. Uh, We post updates, hints on upcoming episodes, and once we're able to travel... Um, there'll be some spooky pics of places that we visit that have some haunted histories as well so all good fun and we love to have interaction with our listeners and people can suggest ideas for what they want to hear etc etc um, and also just want to apologise um, this episode is late going up should have went up on Thursday and it did not because we recorded it last week but we drank wine first (laughs) so then when I hit record I didn't select the mic input and we recorded over 40 minutes of silence which I learned on Wednesday night when I went to edit for Thursday upload and there was nothing so we're trying again Um, however because we're going on round two we might actually be able to pronounce some of these words a lot of it's like in Gaelic we don't speak Gaelic. We're going to give it our best shot. I apologise in advance. So, with all that out of the way, let's get into this week's episode, which will be some more Scottish folklore. Last time we did this back in episode 3, we stuck with kind of water-based mythology, but this time we'll get a bit more wide-ranged, and we're just going to talk about some general legends in, Scot- in Scottish history. So, the first creature we'll be talking about is the Fidel in the Faith. Once again, I know Sarah's just said we're going to say words right, but that's just not going to happen with me. That's just too bad. So, <laughs> it's probably not right. Uh, and it does sound a bit like a name of a sitcom, The Fiddy and the Faith. Like, The Fiddy and the Faith. Yeah, it like, does. <laughs> like, remember Hope like, and Faith? Like, the Hi, back, like, way back in the day. You're such a good memory. <laughs> but yeah, but these are actually dark and malevolent spirits in folklore from the Scottish Highlands. So, The Faith is a class of spirit especially water spirits, the Nephidial is one of the subspecies. Uh, they're evil spirits and they're believed to now be the personification of the entangled bog, gra- entangling bog grasses and water weeds, essentially being like a Scottish version of the boogeyman. Mm. And the word faith in Irish actually means hate, according to Google Translate. Yeah, um, speak Irish or Gaelic or yeah. any, any other language. Yeah, so that's quite fitting, you know, for like an evil spirit, but like actually the word translates to the word hate. Like, yeah. We hate evil spirits. Like, yeah, accurate. <laughs> so, um, so these spirits are believed to drag women and children under the water to devour them, and it was told as a cautionary tale to children to try and encourage them not to play in or near any bodies of water, that they could be quite dangerous, where they could drown, you know, mm-hmm. and to stop them from going too far from home at night in fear of falling obviously into the bog and being devoured. So, I mean, I wouldn't go in anybody's water if I thought that was going to happen to me. It kind of like... Yeah, it's very like that much... That would work as a yeah. cautionary tale. <laughs> it is like <laughs> that sort of thing of um, just lies parents tell to their kids to make yeah. them behave. Like when I was younger it was very much like if you don't behave the bad man will come and take you away uh-huh. and I was like oh my god right okay yeah so it's just that but like for water basically is the thing of just like if you play in that water the the faiths are going to drag you under and eat you and you're like yeah. okay shit I'm going to stay away from the water and it was just I... to stop kids from drowning basically yeah which is fair I suppose like it's, it's a pretty good reason to like want to tell a cautionary tale like to not have your child like drown yeah. because they decided to go play in some bog grass mm-hmm 
Like, fair enough, but, you know, it's a bit dark. <laughs> yeah, like... <laughs> to say you're going to not just drown, you're going to be devoured and all, is that what you want? Yeah, like... <laughs> not just that there's grasses that can pull you under and it's dangerous, it's there's monsters in there and they're going to grab your little ankles and yank you under the water and then suck oh the my... meat off your bones. That actually gives me the fear, like... <laughs> Sometimes even now, like, I'm just, like, sitting with my legs hanging off the bed, I'm like, oh my God, something's going to grab me! Yeah. And there's, like, nothing there, and that's just in my bed, let alone, like, in an open body of war. Like, no. No, <laughs> I just couldn't handle that. No. Um, so the next one we're going on to is the Bethir, which is another subgroup of the faith, 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 faith. I don't know. There's a U in there. Yeah. I don't know if it's pronounced. We're going with it. So, seems to have been recorded from about the 1800s. So the name is applied to lightning, thunderbolts, and the serpent. And another name for the serpent was Nathair. So the Bethir is described as the largest and most deadly kind of serpent and is kind of considered to be basically a dragon but more like a, what is he, like a kind of Chinese style dragon where it's like the kind of large um, snake body, sometimes it has legs um, but it's not like a kind of Game of Thrones type dragon that has like the wings and the fire breathing and the whole shebang, it's just snaky body sometimes with legs. Fair. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So the beasts were said to have lived in the mountains and the caves and valleys and had a venomous sting. So the legend is that if a person is stung by the Bethir, then they must head to the nearest body of water, like a river or a loch, um, and if they reach the water before the Bethir does, they will be cured. But if the Bethir beats them there, they are doomed to die. And, nice. And I don't know if the water knows... Like, that Bethir's been here already, you're going to die now. Or if it's that the Bethir just stops them from reaching the water in time if it gets to them first. I don't know what the situation is on that one. Maybe it, like, makes the water, like, toxic as well. With, like, it's venom. maybe, yeah. So, like, the water's no good anymore and that's why you can't use it. Like, you have to get in the water before the venom, like, Mm -hmm. from Mm -hmm. the Bethir does. Mm -hmm. What if the Bethir was in the pond yesterday? And it... Laying a trap and pure baiting you into yeah. it. He oh, like goes about, idea. sullies all the water in a reasonable vicinity yeah. so that when he bites someone, it they it, die. Like, if he's not doing that, he should start. Like, that's yeah. a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in next week for more Bethir killing tips. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> another cure for the sting. Um, is water in which the head of another snake has been placed. Because um, Bethirs were believed to have come from snakes, like just a regular snake. Um, and if an, what the belief was, if a normal snake is killed, the head must be taken the proper distance from its body and destroyed. I don't know what the proper distance is. I don't know if that's like 20 feet, 100 yeah. miles, to the moon. What is the proper distance for the destruction of a snake that doesn't... I don't know. But if it's not separated properly and then the head destroyed, the parts could come back together and the snake will return to life as a Bethir. So that's something. That's yeah. Just take the head away with you in your pocket, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just pick it up and take it with you. Just in case. And then destroy it somewhere far away. Yeah. But yeah, so if you um, did kill a snake, you could put the head in the water and then now you've got Bethir cure that you can just carry with you. 
That's a shout. Because it's the water that another head of a snake has been placed. So yeah, you just... I'm guessing this was a thing people used to do. If they really believed the theories were real, they just carry around a little... Yeah. A pouches of water with a snake head in it. So we have barely any snakes now then? We, we really don't have because a lot of snakes Because we've been killing them all. Maybe. To make cure. I wonder if Bethier's <laughs> eating people was like a big problem back in the day. <laughs> they certainly thought it was. I know. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so Bathiers aren't considered to be evil or good spirits. They're just dangerous, like in the way a bear is. Like they have to eat. If they see you or if you kind of are in their territory, yeah, they they might bite you and sting you, whatever. But it's not that they're like out to get you. They're not evil. Yeah, they just you know, animals gonna yeah. animal. You wouldn't poke a bear. Don't poke a bathier. Exactly. You know, so sounded like a slogan. It's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you wouldn't poke a bear. Don't poke a bathier. <laughs> Um, oh. But yeah, so they live in Scottish mountain valleys, dark caves, lochs, um, and is said to be sighted on summer nights when lightning strikes occur. Mm-hmm. Um, so one traditional tale tells the story of a wicked stepmother who was the wife of an Irish king, and she gave the king's son a magic shirt that was a bathier in disguise, and as long as the great snake remained coiled around his neck, the prince was under his stepmother's enchantment. But he was eventually freed from the Bathir with the help of a wise woman. And in the notes after this, I've just wrote questions. A list of questions I have about this short story. Yeah. How does a snake describe itself as a t-shirt? Does it just wrap itself up like a t-shirt shape? How big are Bathirs they can be worn as a t-shirt? Because I'm imagining dragon size, like big, big, big. Yeah, it'd but it's a heavy, t-shirt. Wouldn't it? It'd be weighty, but... Yeah. I don't know if I could walk around with a big snake. I mean, a regular, mm. like, boa... It's like a big snake and yeah. people struggle, they're heavy. But a bathier, I'm imagining to be like can eat a person? huge. Yeah. And uh, so don't know how that works. Also, how do you confuse a big snake for a top? Yeah. Is it just that he's under an enchantment so he just sees it like a top? I don't know. Uh, next question. I like that he was a man in distress, saved by a smart woman. That's feminist literature. Uh, third question. Why did the snake go along with the plan? Why did yeah. why was the snake like, yeah, sure, evil stepmother, I'll I'll do that. I'll be a t-shirt for your yeah, son. Because I mean, like, if he just wanted to like eat someone, he could have just ate her when she, mm-hmm. she came to get him. Could have so. just ate the son as soon as he just went. Yeah, I'll go with the plan and just eat him. Yeah, like, could eat them both. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I went along with it. Also, are Bethier's magic, or did someone just enchant the Bethier to do this, or was the Bethier involved in the magic? Do they have magic properties? Do they have magical abilities? I don't know. I thought they were just a big snake. <laughs> Final point being is the Loch Ness monster a Bathir? Big snake like body, lives in water. Bathirs yeah. live in logs. And I think this is why I'm struggling to imagine a Bathir as a top because I'm imagining like Loch Ness monster size, like a big bitch. Yeah. You wouldn't mistake the Loch Ness monster for your t shirt that you no, see when on the side of the beach when you went in for a wee paddle. I mean you wouldn't you wouldn't mistake them. I just don't see it. I just don't see it. If anyone has a degree in Bethier knowledge, please let us know. Yeah. What? <laughs> I am confu- I am confusion. There's not enough information on There's these not. questions. There's we not enough information. Apparently, people um, in Scottish history didn't love to write shit down. Yeah. And if they did, they didn't do it well enough for me to find it. Um so I have unanswered questions but yeah. that is the sort of overall summary of Bithiers so there yeah. you go and we have another tale here a bit more story to it than the last one um, about some Scottish dragons 
and the it's about the mountain of Glencoe so you can it's like one of those ones where it's always like a windows background you know like Glencoe mm-hmm. so <laughs> you've probably seen it and not realised um, so it's a really really nice place loads of movies they filmed up there as well so I feel like they should yeah. have seen a dragon by now if there was one but you know there's not to say that they weren't there before and we've just like gone into the mall where we snakehead water you know possibly yeah so the mountain of Glencoe that used to be called Ben Gulban mm-hmm. is now known as Ben Vahir and it got this name from the dragon long ago believed was believed to have taken shelter in Coriolea mm-hmm. that might be right um, I don't know how to say it uh, in a huge hollow that is now uh, it's in the face of the mountain right above Balhillish Balahulish Pier. Balahulish. Balahulish. Why do you go Balahulish? It's Balahulish. Balahulish. Yeah, you go. Okay, Balahulish, <laughs> right. Balahulish, right. Fuck's sake. Right. Um, <laughs> so apparently, this strong lady dragon was a terror to the surrounding residents from her viewpoint. Um, she would she could look down in the path and, uh, that was wrapped around the foot of the mountain. Mm-hmm. So she'd just sit there and like wait for folk, you know, like just sitting there, like, yeah. you know. Like, it's like a yule sushi when you've got like the wee conveyor belt. So yeah, that's her on that yeah. path. She's just everyone walking away. past. She's like, oh, that's my lunch. Yeah, so <laughs> she'd just sit there and wait for unsuspecting travellers and um, passing by, and she would leap down. And, you know, tear them to pieces. You know, snack, you snack. We would with some sushi. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> same difference. Uh, so none of the surviving residents were brave enough to even attempt to capture or kill her. Nor did they mo- even know how to go about killing and you know a beast like the Bethier until Charles the skipper came to help I love the idea like I know that skipper is like an actual job right it's like a fishing thing yeah but skipper to me just sounds very like childlike like someone who skips yeah they just walk about skipping like there's something about the skipper that like uh, Charles the skipper to me he's a 12 year old boy in like a newsy cap yes (laughs) I'm Ah. sure he was like a grown man like who was probably really strong like working on yeah. fishing boats and stuff no in my head he had a 12 year old boy in a newsy yeah. cap and I can't change just that bit yep. extra extra <laughs> be in the mountains like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a plan to kill it <laughs> like, you can just imagine can't you like that's like who that's, he is yeah, that's, that's Charles in my mind mm-hmm. yeah so he anchored his ship <laughs> out from the pier and then between the shop and the shore he formed a bridge of empty barrels and tied them together and covered along the edges with iron spikes so you know spiky little yeah so he's just bridge. made like a floating yeah. <laughs> I'm imagining like a sort of like Takeshi's castle type situation yeah. like with the floating like platforms in the water yeah, uh-huh. but except with metal spikes yeah and then he set fire to the makeshift bridge as well and he threw meat along it so it's going to be barbecue you know so nice a little bit of alfresco dining <laughs> so the Bethier obviously smells the cooking flesh and she came down from the mountain leaping and trying to go along the bridge of barrels to the to the meat you know you know like mm-hmm. free, free food you know mm-hmm. um, however the spikes from the bridge stabbed into her and she was nearly dead by the time she got to the end of the bridge and Charles had taken his boat back from the bridge while the dragon was struggling along it you know, he's like, yeah, I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of here, obviously. Uh, <laughs> just in case she gets free, like, a better run. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just smart. Good job. Um, so, yeah, she was too injured. She was too far gone to, like, in her state to get back off the bridge. And um, it was the, the bridge behind her, like, to even return back to land, even if she was to crawl back, it was destroyed, it was gone. Yeah. So she was too weak to fight and she couldn't go back and she died there in the water. So Which is like sad, but also like you know she was killing people. Like she just had to eat. 
Yeah. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't know. I st- the people should have left. They could have just relocated her. Yeah. They, I don't know. There was other options. Just stop using that path. Why are you all walking up a fucking mountain? What's on the mountain that you usually need? Just don't go that way. And it's always tourists. It's this unsuspecting tourist. So it's people that are just literally like walking about the mountain like just don't go to that mountain like yeah just leave it alone it's common sense like you wouldn't go into pure shark infested waters and then be raging when a shark ate you well they do do that though and then they yeah. hunt sharks well you wouldn't go into like a bear's cave and be like wow why is there a bear here that's so unfair <laughs> like that it wants to kill me like, like that's her wee home like just ugh, anyway I know cows. This is Harambe all over again. <laughs> this is, I feel Harambe, I'm really upset. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't know how to feel about it, I feel quite sad for her. I think just like, I think it's just we have such sad. different views and stuff like that now, and obviously we have so many more options now that like, yeah. you would have been just Aye, going, just trying her. it. Aye. <laughs> Taking her up into like the proper highlands where there's very few yeah. people like, and just let her live her life. Uh-huh. We got a Bathir sanctuary, how cute. Yeah, I'll go to that. I donate. Mm-hmm. Sponsored a Bathier for £2 a month. <laughs> Get free stickers and updates. Mm-hmm. I love that. <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah. So, the people of the area had thought they were, you know, they were now safe and they celebrated Charles for saving them. However, they did not know yet that the dragon they had killed was actually a mother and her whelp, which is a word for baby dragon, um, was still in the cave on the side of the mountain. The dragon and her own babies, eh, uh, the dragon grew and she had her own baby, sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, and she hid them away in the corn stacks at the foot of the mountain. So, like, really, really kind of tall bits, like, grass, like corn, you know. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's thick. You know, you can't see babies in there. But yeah, <laughs> I, like, you wouldn't just see it if you were, like, walking about. Like, you'd have to actually yeah. go in. So the farmer who actually, like, owned it, like, that land, he went out working and came across the road and set fire to them <laughs> and the corn around them hoping to kill them before they became killers like their grandmother and you know she had terrorised the whole community so they're like, he's like you know I'm stopping this from like yeah, I'm, I remember I'm, what huh. happened here. yeah like I'm preemptively stopping us from being terrorised by more dragons mm-hmm. um, so the whelps poor whelps they were shrieking and it carried up on the wind of the mountain you know the noise like it echoes right up so mm-hmm. that alerted their mother who came down and attempted to save them but she was too late and they had burned to death <laughs> Mm. I mean, I'm just reading the story as us just killing dragons yeah. who are just trying to live generational life. tragedy. Yeah, I'm upset. So when she saw this, she went to the shore, stretched herself along a flat rock, and lashed at the rock with her tail until she killed herself. And the rock is still there, and it's known as Dragon Rock, and it's um, where Ben here house now stands. It's so sad. So, yeah. And like, okay, they were killing people, but like, upsetting. people kill people all the time. Yeah. Like, there was no need to, to kill three generations of. Maybe that's why we don't have them anymore because we didn't have a lot of them. And every time new ones were born, they just kept burning them alive. Yeah. What I'm curious to know though is, um, so were the Bathiers just laying babies without having like a guy there, or was like like Maybe. a guy somewhere else? Is Loch Ness a dude and they were flying down getting, getting pumped by Loch Ness aye, and then coming home and laying their babies at Glencoe must be I don't think Loch Ness and Glencoe are that far apart they're not they're all kind of up north yeah they're all in there they're all around there yeah I think they're all like a PA postcode maybe they get like um, 
like she gets like pumped, gets pregnant, and then she's like, right, I'm going up to Glencoe where it's safer because you know there's a lot of tourists around Loch Ness, mm. you know, because they want to see the drug, they want to see the Loch Ness monster, my my baby daddy, so I better go. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, okay, the face of this mountain is hollow in the face of the mountain. Like this is a great spot. Yeah. Cunts. <laughs> Agent for her. I know. Agent for this dragon that probably doesn't even real. And I'm like impaled with spikes and left to drown. Sad. Agent Charles. Her orphaned child had her own babies, and it doesn't really say anything about her being a terror, right? So she, I think, was just Mm -hmm. you know living off the land, you know, maybe hunting some deer or whatever. She's much more. She's not a problem. She's not being problematic. She's an unproblematic queen, and they kill her babies. Her little baby babies. Mm-hmm. And then she kills herself out of trauma because her mother was killed and her babies have now been killed and yeah. that's her now, just on her own. I feel like the sensible thing to have done would have just been for the people who lived there to move away. Uh-huh. Why stay and try and fight it and just let more people die and then have to kill the dragon? Like it just felt like a lot. Like you just you just move. Yeah. Just move. Just stop going on the mountain. Just stop. Yeah. Take sacrifices. Bring them like some goats now and again. Uh-huh. You could have sent some snacks Keep up them for them. Keep them full. That way you don't have to worry about them bloody trying to eat you. Yeah. <sighs> if only we were alive in the time of the Bethir, maybe we could have saved yeah. them and then now they would Advocates. still have them. And <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. yeah, that was a bloody tragic story about dead dragon babies so to lighten the mood we're now going to go on to talk about the scottish omen of death so i'm going to say this once because i know that i'm not saying it right so i'm going to do it once um been nigh i think um but basically it's gaelic for the washerwoman so that's how i'm going to call the rest of the story because i am so not saying that properly but she's a female spirit who's regarded as an omen of death or a messenger from the other world. And she'd be essentially a type of banshee, um, which I think is more Irish and heritage, um, but Celtic stories often have a lot of overlap. Um, so she's said to haunt desolate streams and wash the clothes of those about to die. She's said to be seen in lonely places beside a stream or loch, washing blood from the linen of grave clothes for those about to die. I don't know what grave yes. clothes are. I assume they're just the clothes you're wearing them when you die. There's yeah. blood on them. That makes sense to me. But uh. is she like digging people up to get said clothes, or like is she like these are the clothes you're going to die in? I think it's just these are the clothes you're going to die in, like yeah. a kind of ominous future glimpse. Yeah. Um. So, well, kind of this main bit of the story remains the same in that she's an omen, she's washing people's, like, death clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, there are different areas around Scotland have different characteristics for her, the way she looks is different, and she has kind of different powers on what she's able to do. Yeah. And some of these are fucking wild, so buckle in, my dudes. <laughs> <clears throat> so... There are tales that she can give her knowledge of who's going to die or grant wishes if she's approached with caution. And it's also said that there are spirits of women who die giving birth and are doomed to perform their usual tasks until the day their lives would have normally ended. And the only way this fate could have been avoided is if all the clothing left behind by the deceased women had been washed. Otherwise, she would have to complete this task after her death. Imagine giving birth to a baby, dying in labour, and then being told like, no, husband did not actually wash um, the laundry you had sitting. So now you have to do this for the next like 40 to 60 years 
until the day you normally would have died because no one did that for you you'd be so angry especially this is like a common belief yeah right so like you die in childbirth and you're like right my husband knows the story of the being night he's going to wash my clothes yeah he he's a smart man he knows and i've told him we've talked about this and then he fucking forgets or something and then yeah. now you have to do that for 60 years i'd be so angry i'd go full yeah. poltergeist on him yeah you'd definitely kill him next yeah like i wouldn't just be sitting washing clothes in the water i'd be drowning him in it yeah I'd be yeah. furious. I'd be so mad. So yeah, that is kind of one of the stories. I really hope that's not how it happens, because like, I'd be so mad. Yeah, I'll, I'll make Craig wash your stuff. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, on the Isle of Mull and Isle of Tiddy, uh, the washerwoman is said to have unusually long breasts <laughs> that get in her way while she's washing, so she throws them over her shoulders and lets them hang down her back. Like a scarf. <laughs> I don't think she does like a neck wrap. I think she just boop, boop, like just behind over over, over the shoulder. Was it over the shoulder, boulder holder? Yeah. Oh but God. like on the back. Um, so oh, those sorry. who see her must not turn away, but instead move quietly towards her without being heard. They have to sneak up on her, uh, take one of her breasts off her back um, and put it into their mouth and claim to be her foster child. I don't like that. I hate it. Um, she will then impart... Yeah, no, a hundred percent is. Um, <laughs> Go on, who? Like, like if she wants you to do that, I don't know that she does. I think she's just confused. You, woke you up, be with you. Yeah, like you woke up and just start suckling, and you're like, "No, I'm your baby," and she's like, "Okay, cool, I guess if you're my baby." Yeah, and she just thinks oh. that that's right. I don't know. Please don't do that to women. Um. <laughs> If you ever see a lady who's slung her tits over her shoulders on your back, yeah, don't don't, don't suckle on them. That's yeah, that's crime. That's a crime. Um, but apparently, if you did this to the washerwoman um, and convince her that you're her My foster child, nipples. she would impart any knowledge um, that you desire onto you as her child. Um, she'll also tell you if the cloven she's washing belongs to an enemy, in which case you can let her continue on and then they'll die. Yeah. However, if it belongs to <sighs> you or your friends, you can try and stop her from completing a task to avoid your fate. If she doesn't finish washing her clothes, you won't die that night, is kind of the general belief. Does she kill them or does someone else kill them? She's not, so she's just an omen, so she's just telling them they're going to die. She doesn't yeah. do the killing. Okay. So you could cheat death, really? Yeah, if you see the warning and you know what to do, you, then you could okay. respond differently in that moment and maybe not make it come true. That's good. She's just a warning. Um, because the classic banshee tale is that they would appear on, I think usually on the water at night time, and they would scream. Uh-huh. And that would mean someone is going to die. So when you wake up in the morning, someone had passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would like be outside screaming. To tell people like someone's gonna die. Yeah, I don't like that one so much. At least this one's helpful. She's just making sure like your clothes are kept for the afterlife. Yeah. But what? Um, on the Isle of Skye, she was said to have had a squat figure resembling a small pitiful child. And if a person catches her, she will reveal to them how they will die. They'll answer all of your questions, but you must then in turn answer all the questions she has for you completely truthfully in return. Um, and they'll reveal to you how you're going to die so that you can, um, I guess, try and avoid that or just so you have like knowledge of that. Mm-hmm. If you see the washerwoman, 
then obviously you can interact and do these things. But if she sees you first, you lose the lose the use, it's hard to say, of all of your limbs. So if she sees you passing by before you see her, you're paraplegic now, apparently. I don't I don't that's, know how that's weird. Yeah. Everything you're like this is the thing, everyone I think was just really scared of the water back in the day because it was very much just yeah. like there are monsters under the water, there is dragons that live in the water, yeah. there are women who sit by the water washing their clothes and if you do if you see if they see you, oh you've got it. Just don't go by water. Um Yeah. I don't know Scotland. Which is kind of hard in Scotland. Yeah, it's a wet country, it rains all the fucking time. Yeah. <laughs> um so in Perthshire she was described as a small rotund woman dressed in green and the only way to stop her is to stand between her and the stream so she can't go to complete her task. Um, it's also said that she's often singing um, a mournful dirge while she washes the clothes of someone if they are to die by violence. And it's said that um, she's often so absorbed in her singing and washing that if you can sneak up on her then and capture her, she'll reveal who's going to die and grant three wishes. Um, she's also often described as having some sort of physical defect such as having one nostril which is like a common kind of banshee feature yeah uh, one large protruding front tooth which I think was also fairly common with banshees um, or having red webbed feet not heard that one before but like this poor woman's just trying to do her job right like she's not killing people she's not actually doing the danger no. she's just like there doing her job I'm guessing like in getting the situation ready for death to come in and do what he's got to do yeah and people are just like right sneak up behind her grab her tits also she's ugly she's wee and round and has webbed toes <laughs> <laughs> the absolute slander against this poor woman oh man Oh, that's funny. So savage. I would not stand for it. No. If I was her, I'd be much more spiteful, vengeful, yeah. down folk. I feel like they're a lot more patient than I would have thought they would be. Aye. A lot more tolerant. It just it would not be me. I'd yeah. be killing folk. No, I'd be fizzing. <laughs> the whole thing, I just... Banshees just don't get it good, do they? Nah. It's a they're just trying to do a service. Aye. Mm. They're just doing what they're told, like, to be an omen of death. And it possibly just a woman who died in childbirth and her husband didn't wash her fucking clothes. Yeah. So really it's the man's fault. As usual. <laughs> so yeah, so finally we come on to one that is actually quite pleasant, although there isn't much really known about them. Uh, we have the Wolver, which is the Scottish equivalent of a werewolf. Mm-hmm. And I know you're wondering how's that a nice story? Like how's that a nice one? And we'll get to that. Mm-hmm. So he is said to live in the Shetland Isles. He's described as being built like a person, but with short brown fur covering his body and the head of a wolf, obviously, because that goes without saying, you know. Yeah, wolf thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, he would be generally reclusive and eat fish from the sea. And although, you know, he can be violent when provoked. Like Most everyone, people, yeah. Most yeah. people can be violent if they're yeah. pissed off enough. This is the bithier over again. Like, just don't fucking poke him. Yeah. You wouldn't poke a bear or a bithier, so don't poke a wolver. Like, <laughs> just stop poking things that you should yeah. poke. So, yeah, but for the most part, he kept himself, you know, just mm-hmm. kept himself, eat this fish, you know, do this thing. to live a nice life in the country. Yeah. yeah I respect that. So, he had a small rock in the deep water where he would sit for hours to catch his fish, which is now known as Wolverstein. And on returning to the cave, he set, uh, set in deep into the hillside, you know, kind of like 
where we are all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would pass the houses of poor families, and he would leave fish out for them on their windowsills. I do love that. Yeah, like a reclusive furry Santa. We love that for him. I think that's so nice. Yeah, I think that's like one of those sweet stories. So he's like, yeah. this is a story from like I don't know if I've watched Shetland Isles. And it's um, just one of those things where I wonder how that story came to be. I wonder yeah. if someone was leaving fish for folk, but didn't like who were poor and didn't want them to be embarrassed, and they were just like, "Oh no, it wasn't me. It was this. Uh, it was the wolver. It was, yeah. Or if it was a person who maybe had something wrong with them, like yeah. where he was covered in hair or whatever, and people were just like, "Okay, but if an odd guy, but." nice enough he just hangs outside fishing and then drops fish off a folk i don't know i don't know how the story came to be but i think it's like just such a sweet thing of like Mm -hmm. this um wolf man who is just living his life yeah just doing his own thing but he just is like helping people out on his way doesn't talk to anyone he's not interacting he just leaves a fish and then heads yeah i imagine if it is maybe somebody who's had something wrong with them maybe it's a case of like I mean, back in the day, like, your parents would have just kicked you out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. They would have kept you, like, that's mm-hmm. horrible, but it's true. They would have thought you were the devil or something. Yeah. So they would get rid of you. And I think it's maybe a case if he's had to, like, look after himself and he knows what it's like not to have anything and mm-hmm. to struggle. And so when he sees other people like that, he's like, I'm going to give them some of my food so that they don't have to struggle the way I did. Which just melts my heart, man. And it's just... It's, it's so nice. It's a little sad. <laughs> it's a little sweet... Yeah, but we love it. It's and a I nice think note to finish on, isn't it? As werewolves go, they're often so like evil or so like vicious or yeah. not, he's not turning anyone into a werewolf, he's not doing anything, he's just one because the wolver is not like a whole species, it just seems to be this one guy. Um uh-huh. and he just was giving it fish and I love yeah. that. I I enjoy That's it. Beautiful. <laughs> um but yeah, so this was our tales of the Scottish folklore. Just a quick episode this week, mm-hmm. um, mostly because a lot of the uh, kind of conjecture and chat that happened when we were a bottle of wine deep the last time. Yeah. Um, we, we did it. No one heard it, but us. It was fucking hilarious. So trust when we say that. Yeah. <laughs> we had good fun. <laughs> so next week we'll come back. All I remember really about it that I don't think we got to was we were talking about um how clearly. Loch Ness could have been a Bethier, but we were talking about how it was like a plesiosaur. Yes. And when we did episode three, and then I was talking about how glaciers melted to form the locks. If there was a plesiosaur trapped in the ice when the uh-huh. lock melted to form the lock, when it melted to form the lock, and then she was freed. Yes, and like she was Elvis, not Elvis. What is Elvis? Same guy, same thing. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Aye, we right. had this big conversation about how clearly Loch Ness was a uh, pleosaur had been trapped in ice and when it melted she was freed and was still alive uh-huh. um, and then you know maybe maybe that's how what Bethiers were I don't uh-huh. know but yeah this was like a big wine deep conversation we had the last time we recorded yeah. that it uh, didn't take so was there not something you told me that I didn't know either remember and I was pure shook I'm having like drunk flashbacks I'm trying to remember I don't know remember I said something to you about something about Disney or something I think it was just the fact that Disney got frozen or was it that it was a Nazi Nazi that was it I was shook yeah he was like um big fan of um like Henry Ford and stuff Mm -hmm. he was also a Nazi there was something that's not true 
Okay, so oh. before we go, in the hopes of widening our audience, we would like to kindly request any listeners, please, please, please leave some nice reviews on Apple or anywhere you can leave reviews if you feel so inclined. But it helps promote our podcast. The more listeners, downloads, reviews we have, the more they push our podcast out to new people. And the more people who listen, the more we can grow and spend more time on this. And we just really want to get to a point where this is kind of what we're doing. And we can devote a lot more time and energy to it. So the more people can listen, it cost nothing but two minutes of your time to share it to someone who you think would like it, to, I don't know, re, not retweet. Can you retweet on Instagram? I don't know. I don't know how Instagram no. works. No. Can you like do like a share post? Can you share no. people's posts? But you can, Tag you can put it in your story, I think. Add our shit to your story. I don't know how Instagram know. works, but do, do stuff it. on it. You can retweet on the Twitter, though. We have the Twitter. Don't really use the Twitter. The Twitter doesn't like I us. It thinks we're robots. Updated, but yeah, it's, it's difficult when it keeps asking me to prove I'm a human being. So I emailed them about it, but they didn't care. No, they don't. <laughs> Twitter don't need us. They blocked Donald Trump, and now they think they're too good for the little man. They're just like, we block the president of the USA. We don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. Which is valid, but hurtful yeah, all the he's, same. he's like quite possibly a robot, you know, that's a whole other thing. So <laughs> he actually is an arse, whereas like we are. We are just, just trying to tell stories about ghosts. Yeah, we're just trying to tell ghosts. Of all the now. problematic people on Twitter, I don't think it's us. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so interact with us online, even if we don't know how the internet works, please talk to us anyway, we'll try our best. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you leave us nice reviews, then we'll give you a shout out in the next episode if that's a thing that people want. Um, if not, just like put it at the end of your view, like please don't say my name on the internet. We won't. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it really helps us when people follow us and um, share with anyone who they think would enjoy listening to us talking shit. Um, and we really appreciate everyone who's been listening so far because we've had a lot of fun doing this and we've yeah. had lots of people kind of finding us and messaging us about the podcast it's been really exciting so thank you to everyone who's listening and hanging yeah. out with us and we'll be back in well less than two weeks because yeah. this has gone up late so we'll be back in like a week and a half mm-hmm. um, with another episode in which I think we're going to be focusing more on some ghost stories Yeah. Um, because that's Our the ones that we really love but yeah. it's like proper spooky shit so uh-huh. that's where we'll be and yeah we'll catch you then to raise some more spirits bye bye